Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of Lost in Thought. I'm here with Alyssa. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> what? Alright, with the last recording I did with Zeke, um, he did the same thing. I'm like, Zeke, say hi. Mm-hmm. Say hi. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, 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 say hi. But anyways, uh, today's uh, topic is going to be about paranormal activity and like personal experiences. And uh, yeah, so... Can you crack the door? Yeah. We're going to get right into it. So, what would you classify as a paranormal activity? Um, paranormal activity to me is some sort of supernatural experience. Alright, well, yeah. I don't fucking know. Um, it means that I see fucking, or I fucking ghost shit goes on. Where okay. Where nobody's no around. No physical presence is around and weird shit goes on shit goes on yeah all right uh do you have any any instances of this paranormal ghost weird shit um so i think when i was about six um great grandma bought a house out in stockton california it was on <coughs> an old cemetery bed that it used to be cemetery land and then it got flooded out because there's a canal back behind the house and um, they took out all the graves and they pretty much just left the land by itself. Um, Great grandma bought that land and um, she lived on it for however many years. Well, uh, after I was born and all that shit and I fucking grew up I grew up in that house. Um, I want to say that my first paranormal experience was when I was younger, but I can't differentiate the two between it being a dream and it being something that actually occurred. Right. I don't know if it's that or not. But anyways. um, I think in our early stage in life, we kind of, we as children, as our brains aren't fully developed yet, we tend to choose dreams to become memories because they mean something yeah but so sorry go on um i was sitting in the living room on the floor and our kitchen and our living room connected into one like it was just like one big walkway you could see into the kitchen the kitchen counter sink and everything from the living room um, you could also see the back door to get into the backyard. We had a back patio. Pretty nice. pretty decent back patio. It's probably as long as this. And um, it led to our back. Um, Great grandma had her house broken into so many times that they ended up getting a, a bar to put up on the back door to prevent anybody from busting the door down. It was like a solid 25 pound bar. It was pretty heavy. Um Great grandma had a routine that she was set in stone in. Hmm. She never went out of her routine and every night she put the bar up on the door. Um, I used to sleep with great grandma and that night I couldn't sleep for whatever reason so I decided to sneak out into the living room and put on cartoons. Um, <clears throat> I had my dog which was my baby. Her name was Angel with me at the time. She was only a puppy. She was about three months old I think at the time. And I was sitting right where I could see directly into the kitchen. And um, I remember Angel, she was curled up 
in with me in my blanket because I sat crisscross applesauce on the carpet <laughs> and I had her in between my legs. Dude, everyone knows that uh, crisscross applesauce. And she fucking got up out of my lap hella randomly and she got up and she booked into the grandma's room and it was really weird because she doesn't do that. She normally stay with me. <coughs> and I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, just she probably want to go sleep with your grandma. Right. It was a very distinctive sound. The bar coming off the door mm. and being set down. Mm. It would make a thud every time. Very, very distinctive noise. And um, I heard the bar come off. Mm. And I heard set get set down onto the ground. And um, I heard footsteps going on through the back mm. patio. I heard them all the way up until they got to the corner where the fridge sticks out more than the doorway mm -hmm. so the doors back here and the fridge is out a little bit i heard footsteps all the way up until the fridge and it stopped and i'm looking into the kitchen it's pure it's black, black. there's no night lights there's nothing on no lights i uh i remember standing up for a second and looking out and i remember seeing a shadow move from the fridge right into the in front of um, right in front of the fridge it was like a really weird shadow it was a shadow though it wasn't a full body it was like more of top half I guess kind of and um it appeared it, I was looking at the shadow I remember seeing it clear as day and I just remember saying hi I just said hi and then it went away it vanished like what type of high like a scared high or a no just like a high like i don't know I oh because you thought it was I thought your it grandma was, i thought it was somebody i didn't i didn't know i was a kid and i thought somebody had <coughs> come in, which is weird because nobody can get out from the, i right. didn't understand that really. um and i went into the kitchen i flipped on the light into the kitchen i walked to where the fridge was and i flipped on the light to the back patio and the bar was off the door and no one was there and it was sitting it was sitting down where it was normally placed. And I couldn't lift the bar. I remember going up to I tried to pick it up to put it back on the door and I couldn't. Um the door is still locked though. And I noticed that that the door was locked. And so it was just removing the bar. Yeah. And I thought that was strange and so I went and I woke her grandma up. And I asked her grandma I said did you put the did you close down the back patio? Did you remember to do the door lock? Mm -hmm. I didn't really know the full word sentences. I yeah. remember stuttering a bunch and mumbled. And Greek grandma was like, yes, why? And I was like, the bar's not on it. And she was like, yes, it is. I was like, no, it's not. I said, somebody took it off and they came walking into the kitchen, but they stopped. But I said it again in mumbled words. So she didn't understand. Dazed and confused, she got up. She went to the back patio. She put the bar back on. It wasn't until I was about 12 when the same exact thing happened again but this time i had a full understanding of what was going on um wow at, at that time we had a couch now i was sitting on the couch and relax and still watching cartoons i was watching that so raven actually oh and i was sitting there and i was just into my show you know i was waiting for hannah montana to come on actually uh, it was about 9 o'clock at night. Everybody was in bed, though. Good grandma went to bed at 8. And um, the same exact thing happened. Where I looked over and I was waiting for somebody to walk. And I saw the same exact shadow do the same exact thing. But that time I hopped up fast as fuck. Mm -hmm. 
ran to the kitchen, flipped on the light, booked it down, looked down the hallway, nobody was there, and the bar was off the door again. The door was locked. Dude. I put the bar back on the door, and I went to bed. Um, when I was about probably 14, now this is where something, um, I blocked out this age, so it's like a 20% chance it could have been a dream, Mm. but I'm 80% positive it wasn't. Um, I was sleeping with great grandma again. I slept with great grandma majority of my life, pretty much up until I was 14 when I left out of Stockton, Mm. but (laughs) I was sleeping with great grandma again. And, um, we had, she slept with the door closed at this time, and I heard a lot of commotion going on out in the kitchen, and I thought that was strange. I thought maybe my mom kind of came in. We stopped putting the bar on the door because my mom moved in, and she stayed in the room back behind the house. And we stopped locking, we just locked the bottom lock. Mm. And, um, I remember hearing a lot of commotion in the kitchen, so I just thought it was my mom. I ended up, um, getting up. And opening, cracking open the door, and it was pitch black out there. Hmm. And, um, I thought that was odd. Right. Because I heard, I know what I heard. I wasn't asleep yet. So, I didn't have a cell phone then, so I didn't use my cell phone flashlight. I grabbed an actual flashlight. Nice. Back in those days. I'm old. Oh, no, we all all had, we had those days. (laughs) Trust me. I Um, I saw my, So, I grabbed the flashlight that was in my little drawer, and I went out into... The living room and right where the um so from great grandma's bedroom you look to the right you could see straight to the kitchen window you can't see the kitchen sink the fridge and this whole wall but you could see directly this way so this is where great grandma sat right by the window the dining table okay and um as soon as you walk out great grandma's door there's a wall right here um it turns into that hallway where you can see straight to the second bedroom and straight to the bathroom so it was like an l Okay. Um, along this L right here on this corner, um, there was a big bottom of the L corner, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a big cabinet that great grandma kept all these fucking old t- antique musical wind up. Oh, dude, little, that's um, hella scary. Yeah. All those little wind up things. Fucking... Textbook scary. Anyways, <laughs> I remember peeking. I remember peeking around the corner, and I had the flashlight, and I flashed the flashlight up, and there was a woman sitting. In a old school school chair, back in the day day, where it's a seat and a desk, she was sitting up, like, um, crouching, but in the chair. I flashed the flashlight on her, and her hair was wet, it was long and black, it covered the whole front of her face, except for the slight side, I remember seeing her face, and... The only thing that I could think of now is that she was on drugs, maybe. But I remember this happening, and I remember flashing up the flashlight, and I seen her, and she was sitting huddled in the chair, and she was breathing fast, like heavily, and she was kind of rocking back and forth. I flashed on the flashlight and seen that for that slight second. I shit my pants, turned around, booked it back into the room. I slammed the door, and I flung back in bed with my great-grandma, and I woke her up. And you screamed? She, she no, I didn't scream. Why not? I, that would have been my first response, was to scream hella fucking loud. I just I flashed on the flashlight, I looked at her, and I fucking and I turned off the light and I booked it back into the room. Fight or flight response. See, I would have stand there, I would have stood there and scream, and you would have fucking. Uh, 
fucking booked it. Yeah, no, I booked it. I did book it. I fucking booked it so fast. I hopped in that bed, woke her ass up. She was pissed. She was like, what the fuck? And I was like, there's a woman sitting out in the living room or in the kitchen. I don't know who she is. The time I flung the fuck up out of bed with her old, old ass, ran out and turned on the light. Nobody was there. The back door was locked. Um, the front door was locked. And grandma wasn't staying with us at the time. So it was just me and great grandma in the house. It was just us two. Thank you. Sorry, I just don't want to get... I fucking don't fuck with flying bugs. I know. Anyways. So, um, nobody was there. It was just me and great grandma. And there was nobody inside the house. Dude. But I remember seeing that woman sitting there clear as day. So do you know what her face looks like? Who, who can you compare that face to? Nobody. No one? Not even any type of resemblance or any similarities at all? No. Her face was very distinctive. It what was... race? She was pale. She was pale with long black hair. So probably it was... Asian. It was wavy. Wavy. No. She... I remember she had green eyes. Oh, then she's white. And pink. Pink lips. I don't remember seeing her teeth. Um, Poison Ivy, hello? She had... Well, black hair. She had eyebrows, but they were very thin. And her ear, her hair looked dirty. It didn't look... It looked wet, but it also looked dirty, like, or possibly greasy, maybe. Mm. And, um... She looked scared and frantic. Like, she didn't know where she was or what she was doing. She wasn't... She didn't look like she was going to attack me. She didn't look angry at me. She didn't look... Like a <coughs> a demon of some sort. She looked like she was frantic and scared and hyperventilating in the corner rocking back and forth. Like she was afraid for her life. That's... Wow. So... This is the same house. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to analyze this and think about it like... Keep in mind though, Great Grandma's house used to be on a riverbed. Yeah. And then b- before the riverbed happened, it was a cemetery. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking spooky shit. That's spooky shit. You want to do something hella fucked up? Hmm. I have it told Caleb. Because I don't want to scare him. No, I, I don't want to get scared, but we have to do it for the podcast, so let's go, baby. Um... I remember the Carmichael house. This isn't Stockton. This is a separate house out this here. This is Carmichael? Dude, everyone I know lives in Carmichael. That's funny. The woman who gave birth to you me You can ask my Bob, my Aunt Stacy, my cousin Trevin, and if you're lucky, my grandpa. Hmm. They all had paranormal experiences at this house. All different times. Have you? I was a kid. This is around the same time. I was I was six. I was six. Um. I'm sorry. Your foot must be freezing. No, it's always cold. Okay. Um. I was about five. It was probably five or six. It was. I was probably five because Hunter wasn't born yet. Hunter was born when I was six. So I was about five, and I remember staying in this Carmichael house. I remember the process and how we got it and everything, family, friend, I won't get into the details about it because it's boring, but, um, the house was a family friend's, Mm. 
and somebody had died in that house. Um, <clears throat> so my mom, my aunt, my grandpa, and my cousin Trevin have all had paranormal experiences in that household. I don't remember having a bad paranormal experience. I also don't know if it's true or not again, but I do remember having a friend and I don't believe it was imaginary. Hmm. Um, there was a young boy that I remember. I don't remember visually seeing him except for twice. And those could have been dreams. I might have dreamt him up. I don't know. There was a little blonde boy that used to, that used to hang around. And he wore shorts and a, like a weird old school t-shirt but he had blonde hair he had brown eyes and he was I think he was white I don't really remember now but I just remember I remember seeing him in the backyard in the Carmichael house and I remember used to going running after him to go play with him and he would just disappear mm. and then um I remember him he ended up becoming my friend because I was sleeping in my room and I was scared one night I was afraid of the dark and my nightlight went out and I remember him coming in the room and I remember him telling me it was okay that he was going to keep me company throughout the night. I didn't, I wasn't scared anymore. I went to sleep. Um, I didn't remember talking to him in general, but I don't remember him actually being there. Like I remember just talking out loud and talking to him and I don't remember him having a name, but huh. I just remember talking to him in general. Um, and then I just remember hearing a lot of footsteps, like kid footsteps, like when I would run around and he, he would all of a sudden pop up in the, in the house, in the living room with me. He would like go from running in my mind. He wasn't, I didn't visually see him again. It was, I guess, it, okay, maybe it is imaginary, but he would run to the doorway, but then I would hear the footsteps. They would be solid. They were very distinctive footsteps when you walked throughout that hallway because it creaked in every specific spot. Every specific spot he had walked when I heard him running, those creaks in the wood would creak. So it's it's very odd and very strange. That's the only experience that I had in there. But <laughs> the point in where this involves Caleb and it's the same thing is I remember a very distinctive smell in that household and it would come and go. I remember it because it was a very nasty disgusting smell it smelled like a dead body mm. it would smell so unbearable that I would have to move away from the space because I would feel like I would want to throw up and over time it started to smell like rotten fish mm. like if fish had gotten infected or something like that and it got rotten and it ended up perishing but it just, it smelled like rotten fish, like old fish or fish that's been sitting out in the sun and baking for days upon days. Like it just, it smelled disgusting. And in the Carmichael house, I remember used, I remember smelling it everywhere. It wasn't in one spot. Hmm. Wow. I left out of the Carmichael house. I've never smelled that smell again until I moved into Caleb's aunt's house. Oh, God. Me, Caleb, his aunt, his mom, his stepdad, his grandma, his brother, his grandpa, have all smelt this smell at random times 
on different days, stopping in and visiting over at Auntie's house in the same fucking area, which is the kitchen. And it comes and goes. It's never, it's never, it never stays. It's consistent, but it never stays. And it won't smell for a week, and then all of a sudden, there's that smell comes lingering. Um, I looked up somewhere where it says that when there's a smell that you start to smell, and it's random like that, and it's that specific smell, and it comes and it goes, it doesn't stay, it's on different days of the week, they said that it's usually a demonic entity floating around. Oh, God. But I don't think... paranormal shit. (laughs) I don't think that that's... I mean, I think that that's true, yes, but in my theory, how I'm thinking of it is what if this person that's passed... What if it was something from the Carmichael house? Because I smelled that same smell Mm. there. What if that spirit or entity, what if it followed me and it just stayed in Caleb's aunt's house? Because but it wouldn't be demonic though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's not... Because he was a, when he was a boy with you, he came in there and ran. So that's your what side. I think it is. I don't think it's something bad. I think it's something good. Okay. But that's the only other paranormal activity thing that mm-hmm. I think may possibly be going on. I don't even know if it's really. It just could be a coincidence, because somebody did die in that Carmichael house, and I think we think that somebody did die in that house that she's renting from because she doesn't own the the property. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. She's renting it from these owners that have owned it for over, like, 45 years, 50 years. Like, it's an old-ass house, and mm. they've rented it out for years and years, and there was an older elderly couple that were living there at that time, and they might have passed away there, mm. which is where that smell could come from. But in this case, it wouldn't. it's not something bad, because usually demonic smells like that, It's or usually smells like that are supposed to be demonic, but it's not. So I don't know if it's the same thing. It's probably a chance of it being... Every entity and every spirit's different. The only the only thing that was paranormal that I know has actually happened to me was, and it was recently. This is when uh, great grandma passed away, in two thousand seventeen. Um, about last year, I ended up having a mental breakdown, and the thoughts of suicide was crossing my mind. Even though I was still with Caleb, mm. I was just going through too much mentally, and I just didn't feel like I was strong enough to take it. I wasn't gonna kill myself or anything like that I just knew that this was gonna be the hardest part in my life and I wanted to die Mm. I wasn't I wasn't gonna follow through with it but I was drinking a lot I started drinking again I was drinking hard alcohol and one night um um one night I ended up I remember I was drunk but I remember calling out for great grandma over and over again to give me something to show me some sign that she's here watching over me to remind me that you know she's still here and that it's life's worth living and shit like that you know and um anyways um I just remember feeling hugged and I remember feeling okay wow like I remember feeling all that stress and anger and and depression I remember feeling it all it was all bottled up and the next second I just remember feeling relieved and I'll be okay and that I need to just today's just not the day tomorrow will be better and I just remember exhaling and I just remember feeling better but I did feel hugged so I know that that was her I know it was her for sure
Yeah. Wow. So those are all my experiences. Would you like to share some of yours? Yeah. Whoa. That was quite a bit. Um, my mind will seem like pushy shit now, too. Mine will seem scary, too, because I, yours are mainly positive. But Except for the creepy <coughs> fucking weird girl. Yeah. But that's yeah. it, yeah. Who knows, that could have just been a lost, uh, entrapped spirit. Since the, the house is built on top of the cemetery, it was a spirit trying to get outside. And it or never maybe could. she just died and she felt alone and scared when she had died. That too. Or that might have been how she died. Or that... I mean, it's right there in Stockton. A lot of... There's a lot of history on that main area in oh, general yeah. throughout time and years. Yeah. Decades. So. Fuck Stockton. Something <laughs> that I could think of, too. Yeah. And it's like 20%, I want to say, it might have been a dream. But I I remember that type of fear. Yeah. And it, it scarred me. So, I don't... I think that, that it actually happened. My... My most recent... Uh, paranormal activity I should say or just creepy thing that happened was um prom the night of prom oh wait I have one more that might relate to you if you've done it too alright go ahead um I'll let you finish alright um can I have my sandal back oh yeah thank you your foot's warm but not that warm yeah you actually toasted me up pretty well um Insulation. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, my was uh, prom night. I remember coming. Uh, I remember <laughs> dancing with the balloon at, balloons at prom, becoming an Eiffel Tower. Then after that, I remember taking a big, huge thing of chocolate, of uh, white chocolate, like Paris things that they had. I was like, all right, let's go. And uh, having my boy Vito pick me up. Me and Vito go to my friend Molly's house, and we're just in there, we're all getting high, and I remember me and Vito not smoking that much, and I remember Zeke not smoking. I don't remember Natalie not smoking, too. Is it usual for them not to smoke? Vito drives. I just didn't want to get high that night. And then um, Zeke doesn't smoke, and then Natalie's not allowed to because of her work and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Joke Yeah. And so, um, what ended up happening was me and Vito, um, three o'clock comes around and we're like, all right, well, we gotta, we gotta head out because I had to, I had to head back home. And so, uh, before we went, we were just driving around listening to music and then Vito's like, bro, let's just go to the river. I'm like, I'm hella down to go to the river. So we go to the river, we go to sack, uh, the sack bar. Sacramento bar and um we went there and I was like we were just we didn't say a word actually we just walked around and uh oh the only thing he did say was hey look over there those eyes and we saw uh, like three pairs of like green green eyes like oh alright cool that's probably just some deer and so we're walking and we're walking and then we get to like this old like abandoned like bathroom house I guess and it's all like run down and the walls are broken and everything we're like oh alright cool so you start walking around and this Vito's like I gotta go take a piss so he takes a piss in one of them and um, I'm out there just 
sitting there and I hear something creaking. And so I peer around both corners and didn't see anything. Looked as far as I could ahead of me. Didn't see anything. And then Vito fucking was done. And then we, he came out. And then I said, all right, I gotta go pee. So he's out there watching. And then I remember as I'm walking out, Vito, like, grabs my arm. He's like, bro, there's something here. And, like, whispers that to me. And I'm like, okay. And so we start walking. And we just start walking hella casually, just... Like, nothing had happened. Walk hella casually straight back to the Jeep. And uh, while we were doing this, he uh, he taps me. He's like, watch our six. And so I look behind me, and I see this really tall, dark figure that was, like, kind of round at the top and kind of slended down to a point. Kind of like a upside-down pear. And I remember, like, not seeing anything... But, like, what was it? It was, like, that. since he was um, standing by a light because they had lights out there. And uh, I remember seeing, like, slick, like, dark black fur. And, like, the edge of a shadow. I mean, the edge of the light. And I'm like, bro, there's definitely something there. And so we start walking out casually. We get in the car. We flip a donut. We flip a, we flip a donut to get out of there. And, um, Vito, uh, as we're spinning, uh, Vito sees this thing as well as I, and he just, I remember going from zero to 60 in a second. He, boom, as soon as we came, uh, came right round to the, to the right way of the street, we just fucking gunned it. And I remember telling him, like, you saw that too, right? He's like, yeah, I did. And I'm like, what do we do? He's like, nothing. We leave. I'm like, okay. And so... What the fuck was it? I don't fucking know. And that that was my most recent one. Um, and you weren't on any drugs? No. We both weren't on anything. We might have got contact high, but I know when I'm contact high. And Vito knows when he's contact high. It takes quite a bit of us, both of us, to get high. I would say I built up a good tolerance. But, um... I don't know what activities I had when I was younger. Um... Was, uh... I think when I was living with my dad. So, right around, like, 6th to 5th grade, my dad, um moved out of my grandma's house where we were all living and then we decided to live right next to my aunt I hated that place it was a new place it was hella dark no lights hella spooky and I remember um going in there and like locking my door because my dad and his friends were like hella loud or some bullshit and then they went they went back to uh my dad and said alright guys time to go so they all left and I remember like sitting in my pillow in my room, just holding it, and then just passing out. Then I remember in the middle of the night hearing something, like, at my door. My dog, Nikki, because she, um, she wasn't there with me. And, uh, I remember hearing her scratch the door, so I opened the door. I'm like, alright, Nikki, come on. (coughs) And then shut the door, and then 
fall back asleep. And then I woke up and I was like, I was upright and I just see this dark figure, like a person hunched over holding something. And I'm like, I'm like sitting there in days. I'm not even sure if this is a dream or not. Because I was asleep the time before. And I remember looking up and seeing this dream just holding something and I didn't know what it was and I just kind of sat there and I scooted back because my bed came to a corner of my wall so I just remember scooting back into my wall and just seeing this like dark figure do this look up like look up at me since the bed made a creaking noise and then I just remember closing my eyes as soon as that happened and then as soon as I, like, closed my eyes and, like, counted to ten to, like, open my eyes, I was asleep. I remember waking up the next morning and... Nothing. That was really fucking creepy. Have you ever been down, um... Dyer's Lane? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember going down Dyer's Lane with a friend. We've been drinking. And uh, we thought it'd be funny to go down it at night. <laughs> like walking or driving? Driving. Uh, we stopped our car, turned it off uh... for a minute, sat there, turned off our lights, everything. And uh, we had been drinking too, so I was pretty buzzed. And then I just remember a car ended up coming down at the... We could see it come down at a corner right there when you first come come down Dyer's Lane off of Watt. And a car had ended up coming around that corner. They had turned off their car, turned off their lights. And we, it was like a, I think it was a truck. Like a small little, probably like a Toyota Tacoma. Tacoma. And uh, we thought it was weird. And we got a little freaked out. So I remember we ended up turning our car back on. And turn on the lights and stuff like that. And decided to finish going down, driving down Dyer's Lane. And, um, once we had gotten to that corner to pass up that truck, it was pulled all the way over to the corner as far as it could go. And nobody was in the truck. It was empty. And we drove past it. Oh. Well, it's probably just somebody getting out then. That's a logical reason, right? Yeah. Let's just say that. So we're not all spooked out. We don't know where he had went because we didn't see anybody on the road. Mm. We didn't see anybody in the fields. It wasn't that... It was It was getting dark out. It wasn't like pitch black. Spooky ghost car. Yeah, and when we, we couldn't see anybody in the fields or anything like that, he just had disappeared out of his car. But when we drove past, we noticed that his door was opened. Mm. It was like a jarred shut or it wasn't a, it wasn't shut like you could tell that it was open and all the way closed but not locked the, in yeah um it was just chilling right up against that and um so he it looked like he had gotten out of the car but there was no he disappeared he was gone and then so we I remember we were driving down Dowers Lane and as we were going it kept on getting darker and darker because we stopped for a minute and then um I remember it started to get a little dark out and we were getting back into the car because we had gotten out to switch because I was going to drive. And um, 
after I got into the driver's seat and stuff like that, we finished to drive out of Dyer's Lane. Mm. And I remember seeing somebody out in one of the field areas. But it was like they were, like, laying down. Oh. And they weren't moving. It was weird. And I remember the... I remember them just, like, lifting up their head and, like, looking straight at the car as we were driving by. But just their head, nothing else. Not their shoulders, not their body. Like, they just lifted their head up and looked at us. And I just drove out of there. I don't know if it was paranormal or not. I don't know if it was real or not. Or if it was, like... You could have mistaken it for, like, a dog or something. No, it was, it was a person. I think it was maybe a guy with long black hair. The hair only went, like, to the neck. Yikes. And I don't remember being able to make out really any eyes. It looked like their eyes were closed. Hmm. It was weird. Alright. But I played your kid, too, so... And you do not condone drinking and driving, correct? No, I don't. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot. That was bad. I probably should have said that. No, it's all good. It's all good. As long as you don't condone it, that's 100% okay. Because you know it's wrong. You did it once, and you know it's wrong. So everyone has to at least try something. I don't do that anymore. But anyways, um... trying to think if I've done anything else and I got something in Dyer's Lane oh wait that's right my friend said that one of her friends ended up going down Dyer's Lane they turned off their car and it was late at night during the winter time Mm. they turned off their car and when they turned it back on there was small little handprints on the front window on the windshield of the car like little handprints all throughout all the way up to the top that's just raccoons (laughs) they said it looked like kids hands yikes it. And one other person, I don't know if it's true or not, but they said that when they went down Dyer's Lane one time, one night, when they were drinking hella much, and they said that they saw, um, and they were probably doing other shit, uh, they said that they saw a body hanging from the trees. Damn. That's some trippy shit. That's some bad DMT shit. Oh, sorry. It's all good. What do you have on Dyer's Lane? I have, um... So, it was Caleb's... No, it wasn't Caleb's birthday. It was... Oh. This was Natalie's party. So, Natalie had a birth... Uh, a Halloween party or a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And, um... They're just an actual... No, it was just a house party. And so, it was Nick... Me, Caleb, Robert, Zeke, and Vito. And we decided to go down Dyer's Lane. Because Dyer's Lane. And so, uh, nobody has been drinking. We all were high. We were just like, why not? And so, we go there. We turn off the car. We start walking down. We start walking down. And then, we're like, alright, well, time to go back. And then, we start walking back. And then, we see a black baby doll's face turned inside out like indented mm-hmm. in and it was a hundred percent doll and then we're like uh we're like okay Vito, uh what is it none of us touched it 
I think Vito said he was going to, but... That's creepy. None of us touched it. And so, we all just start walking back. We get in the car, we finish driving down. The baby's gone. Uh, and then, when we were, um... Do you know how Dinosaur Lane goes to that cor- the corner? Uh, which one? The one that's kind of facing... Going down Dinosaur Lane, it's the lane of trees, and then that the first turn before the lane of trees. Uh-huh. And um, right there, we kind of were like, okay. And we are like all talking about Dinosaur Lane and whatnot. And then we were driving, and as soon as we hit that turn... We found, like, uh, we found the fucking doll again. It was just right there. We were all freaking the fuck out. And then we skirted the fuck out of there. I remember Nick saying, skirt, skirt, McLaren. And getting the fuck out of there. And we just never went back there. We never went back there. And it was hella spooky. I'm not gonna fucking lie. I think me, Nick, and... Caleb and Nick's ex at the time, Zoe, we went down there one one time to turn off our lights. We just kept driving. Nothing really happened. Oh, uh, this is fucked. So, there was cursed witches of Dyer's Lane. Did you ever hear about that? No, I don't want to. Hold up. Let me see. Legend has it that a cult of witches would gather in the area of Dyer's Lane from 1932 to 1934. The witch, witches, about six of them, would practice their wikican skills in scheduled field and around the Dire Lane area. Little did the witches know that the group of boys have been following them and secretly spying on them. One On one particular night, the group of boys snatched two of the witches and held them down and raped them. The other two girls ran off in the woods screaming after the boys and raped the two witches. Both witches were crying and yelled a curse at the boys and said they would also tell the police. One of the boys strangled one witch was as the other witch ran away. One of the boys grabbed a large rock and threw it at the girl, hitting her in the head and killing her instantly. Both girls that were raped were now dead. The cursed boys that committed these crimes died of unnatural causes. One boy was hit by a truck and died three weeks later. Another boy was mugged on the street of Los Angeles and stabbed in the stomach. He bled to death. This happened four months after he encountered the witches. Another boy, while swimming in the Sacramento River, was taken under by an undercurrent and drowned. The last boy was involved in a skiing accident and hit a tree head-on and died quickly. It is said if you encountered the cursed witches of Dire Lane, you will automatically have a curse placed upon you. That curse will lead to your ultimately death. Thank God, it's been like a month or two. Fuck. (laughs) Don't go down there. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck Dar's Lane. Uh, there's a ghostly police car. Legend has it that late at night, you might encounter a police cruiser on your back bumper. You might look back, you see the headlights, you see the red lights, and the policeman driving looks shadowy. You stop your vehicle and the police car simply vanishes. The story goes back to 1954. A policeman was involved in a high-speed chase on Dyer Lane when the suspect vehicle stopped passenger of the vehicle stepped out and shot the police officer. The suspect vehicle sped off and fugitives were never caught. The sudden demise of the police officer created a restless soul and to this day the incident of the high-speed chase is recreated over and over again. At times the ghostly police car may be behind your car thinking you are a suspect. 
It is rumored that the suspect car was chasing a member of the KKK. Ooh, there's a lot of KKK shit that is said to the go KKK on. The KKK and lynching of throne around 1954. Yeah. Members of the KKK are said to have gathered in the fields of Dyer Lane and would perform their cross burning rituals. One summer night in 1954, they brought an African American named Tyrone into the fields. A Not man my they, Tyrone. A man <laughs> that they kidnapped off the streets of Sacramento. Tyrone went through a gauntlet of white hooded KKK men and received a severe beating. Afterwards, the KKK lynched Tyrone and hung him from one of the oak trees. People who visit Dyer Lane at night say they, at times, they say white-hooded men standing in a circle in a field. They will also see Tyrone hanging from the tree. Which is the person my friend said that they think they saw. Yeah, that's... I've heard, I've heard people say that too. The KKK shit. Uh, the Dyer Lane Satanic Cult. Oh, yeah, there's supposed to be Satanists that live over there. Story goes that in 1967, a Satanic cult called the Satanic Order of Adusiases at, wait, Amd, Amd, Usiases. What is it? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm high as fuck. Right there. You see it? <coughs> Amusidas? Um, A M D U S I A S. Hold up. I got this. Oh, it's a type of music. Necrophobic? <laughs> the fuck does this mean? Hold up. Uh-huh. Uh, Satar. The Great Prince of Hell. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, now there's a whole bunch of demonic shit on here. Anyways, let's get back. Great. Okay. We're going to call them the Order of the A's. Uh, Would frequent the fields of what is Dyer Lane. It is said that they're... Look. That this (laughs) order worshipped the demon A's. The satanic cult would try and try to summon the great demon Amducios without any luck. During a dark, cloudy, brisk night, the cult was ready to take things to the next level. They were ready to commit a human sacrifice. The cult kidnapped one of their members' sisters named Lynn. They took Lynn out into the field and said their chance to amducias. The cult members wore red-hooded outfits. On the back of their outfit was a large A in yellow. The A represented admusias, fucking whatever, after the chanting, the leader of the cult plunged a large knife into the chest of Lynn. When this occurred, the sounds of thunder was heard along with the sounds of trumpets. The trees appeared to bend towards the circle where the cult was standing. What the fuck? Kako Fanonis music resented throughout the field. The cult finally managed to summon the demon A. After the summoning, there were mysterious deaths of some of the cult members. One cult member was found on a park bench with the, with his throat cut. Some ghost hunters or just some curious people have claimed that they can hear chanting in the fields. Some people say that if you get too close to the chanting, you will severely be scratched. The scratches usually deep, and the scratches appear to be done with three claws. What the fuck kind of fucking word is that? That's Ashley. 
No, Adam. That word up above it. Read the last sentence. What kind of oh. music? Catastrophic. Catastrophinous? Well, time to look this up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's how you say it. K. Come on. K. Okay, that's K. Finesse? I don't know. How do you how do you pronounce it? Thank you. Please tell me. Well, let's listen to some. I don't want to listen to the music. I want to know how to say the word. Come on. Let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see. It. Let me see. It. So that to me in a text. Wait now. How how do you? Oh. Yeah, so you know they'll go down Dyer's Lane. That's actually kind of interesting that it's a. I like that. Oh, there it is. What? A coffinous. A coffinous. A coffinous. music. A The fuck? How? Nah, I never heard of that word. Don't lie. Loud, noisy, ears splitting, blaring, booming, thunderous. Definitely. Fucking trumpets. A coffinous. They said there's trumpets playing. Dude, that's hella cool. No, I'm no. sorry, but from like a... If you're thinking of it as a movie aspect, that's hella cool. Great, um, I'm thinking of it like Harry Potter aspect. Like, you know? There's a Darlich Hitchhiker. No, thank you. Farmer on his tractor. Uh, <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? Maybe we can run on my big green tractor. <laughs> it is real window, so... Oh, what the fuck? Don't. Story goes that 1946, a farmer named John Wilkins was farming Wait. his land. He Wilkins. came across the ghostly apparitions. 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 There you go. I got thank you. Thank you. Apparitions of the cursed <coughs> witches of Dyer Lane. The John saw the woman, and they appeared to be seductive and flirtatious with John. As John gazed upon the women, his tractor started moving and ran John over. John was crushed by the weight of his tractor. Legends say that this day, John Wilkins still haunts the fields of Dyer Lanes. He was killed by the cursed witches of Dyer fucking Lane. They wanted to get raped. <laughs> Adam! <laughs> Sorry! That's what, they, that's what they were doing with being seductive, right? No, they were trying to get back on men. Oh. They were raped. I thought they were trying to relive like their soul's purpose of dying. You thought way too, too far. Much. Into that. Yeah, sorry. Hold on. That tells a lot about me. Hold on. Let me take that back a notch. But damn. That's crazy. Redacted. <laughs> but fuck. Yeah, don't go down Dyer's Lane. Yeah, no, I'm done. No. I don't want to. I think I was done with the A's because that's hella creepy and hella cool at the same time because my name's Adam and your name's Alyssa. Oh my god. Dude, do you know how cool that is? What if they were? What if they were doing that to one of us? Like we we're just a hidden, fucking prince of hell, or princess of hell, you know, depending on gender. Cause, yeah. Oh my god. That would be fucking crazy. 
You think about that? Do you have my bong still? Okay, that's fine. As long as you have it, no, you're good. I don't care. But, uh, yeah. So, I think this is gonna do our podcast to leave everyone off on, uh. Oh, I got you a burrito. Wow. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) Alrighty. Well, this concludes um, Lost in Thought. Uh, Hopefully it was as philosophical as you guys wanted it to be. Uh, Leave comments down below to tell me what you guys thought of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for new episodes coming soon. So, yeah. Alright. Melissa, do you want to say something? Adios, motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>